TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, I'll tell you what, you, you, you kind of have a bonus going on right now because uh, you've got me, the guy with the big mouth, the idiot with the microphone, and also joining us right now after already having done four hours of award winning radio on the Hamas Israeli situation, we have our Medal of Honor recipient, David Bellavia. And if you have uh, comments, questions, uh, input that you'd like from David, David is here to speak with you as a guest on the program. And you're going to be hearing more and more uh, the two of us working together on various shows in which we have a mutual interest and various uh, mutual, I don't want to say expertise, but uh, I'll say expertise. Uh, David Bellavia, Medal of Honor on News Radio 930 WBEN. David, always a pleasure. Thank you uh, for joining us. And may I simply say, extraordinary work on your program this morning and early afternoon. It was just amazing. Uh, you're very kind. I appreciate you. Good to have you back. And uh, listen, what a, the world has just, I mean, it, it's turned upside down. The, the carnage, a children's hospital just got hit by Hamas rockets in Israel. Just disgusting. You know, David, one of the things that bothers me, and I'm sure you have a better answer than I, is Mossad is arguably one of the world's finest intel agencies. Um, they have access to all of the technology with which you are familiar, um, all of the computer people, all of the electronic warfare people, all of the boots on the ground, all of the informants in every corner, and so on and so forth. 
in an era of intelligence being so important, and we're talking here about uh, intelligence as it relates to what the bad guys are doing, how did the ball get dropped this badly? This is almost like the the Battle of the Bulge uh, or the attack on Pearl Harbor in terms of the secrecy, which seems to have preceded it. Uh, Tom, you're a thousand percent correct on that. I don't believe that. I'm not going to sit here and gaslight you like our intelligence agencies are gaslighting the American people. Look, if you're sending a text message or an email, there's it's going to have visibility. If you want me to believe that this mission was not only planned and operated with messages in bread sent you know, by courier pigeon, it's, you had to rehearse this. I mean, you're talking about hang gliders and boat and the, the, the syncopation of the battle rhythm was perfect. That needs to be planned, financed, and trained. That takes months to do. Something is – there's a disconnect in the Israeli intelligence and the Israeli military with leadership. Someone knew about this. They didn't bring it to hire, uh, and it's inexcusable. I don't understand how that is even possible. And what, because if somebody was, and I'm not arguing with you, David, I'm just trying to walk my own brain and other brains through this uh, process. But um, when you've got an intelligence agency tasked with protecting the state of Israel any given moment of every given day, and such a large scale operation, let's presume, is allowed to proceed. Who who benefits and how do they benefit in Israel? Well, I can tell you what, I, I would be equally as shocked if you told me that the Joint Chiefs of Staff in the United States would be contacting China and the prime, you know, the leadership of China on January 6th and telling them we won't allow the sitting president to have access to nuclear codes. I would think that was pretty crazy, too. But this is the world we're living in. We've got people making decisions at the DOD and our intelligence apparatus that feel that if they don't like the guy who's running the show, they're, they're not going to advise the guy who is running the show. In the last eight months, Netanyahu has dealt with essentially a coup d'etat in his military. A former prime minister was telling reserve officers not to report to duty, telling people not to enlist, not to do training, to walk away from their posts. Because Netanyahu, in his opinion, was violating the Constitution uh, in, in trying to change the Supreme Court. So I don't think it's beyond reason to see that the chaos in America, the chaos in Europe, is also happening in Israel. Of course, we could go back to the United States in 1963 and National Security Action Memo 263 which uh, ordered the Joint Chiefs to take over all covert operations in peacetime and basically wanted our military to dismantle the CIA, which went nowhere because of bureaucratic resistance. Uh, but these things do these these things do happen. So it is it is your belief that because of a schism between the man who is in charge in Israel, Netanyahu, and his intelligence personnel, that uh, they basically left Netanyahu and the good guys out to hang? I, I don't think anything else can be explained. Uh, the other issue that you have is, you know, the, the so, so there's no way that these folks are rehearsing 
without anyone knowing what's going on. The United States has to know what's going on, the money that's being transferred and paid. It is rather bizarre that Iran wants all monetary deals to be done in cash on pallets. That's a little weird. But neither here nor there. This entire if, – if it went up the flag, why you would automatically assume – uh, that, you know, if you're going to you're the enemy and you're seeing all this divide and all this division uh, amongst the, the government and the military, you're thinking this is prime time. I mean, th- this, this stoked the fires of a lot of people that thought we can finally, you know, decapitate Israel. We could finally roll these guys. And, and by the way, it wasn't just you didn't know the plan was going on. It took two hours to get a quick reaction force to those settlements. I mean, it, it, it was it's Pearl Harbor, but it's Pearl Harbor with the inability to, you know, put anything in the air or fire any aircraft. Mm. You know, uh, uh, it's it's far beyond, you know, getting sucker punched and surprised. It's not having any ability to respond. I mean, we they finally two days, 48 hours into the war, they secured the, the nation of Israel. They, they find and, and that's where the death numbers went up 300. Because they're finding people that they weren't secure in those villages uh, before before yesterday. David Bellavia, Medal of Honor recipient, and our ten to two host here on News Radio nine thirty WBEN is with us here on the Bowerly program. Uh, nice enough to join us after his own four hour stint, uh, and excellent it was. You should go back and listen at WBEN dot com. David, from your experience with uh, planning and uh, kinetic warfare. Uh, which you discussed quite a deal. How long would an operation like this take in its uh, planning and operational phases to get down? And as you mentioned, it took a while for the Israelis to respond, supposedly because the cell phone towers were among the first to go. Right. I mean, just think about we're the you know we're Buffalo and we do snow better than anyone. You know, we lost 50 people in a blizzard. I mean, sometimes things happen. 911 goes down. So you have a primary plan. You need to have a secondary plan, a contingency plan, and an emergency plan. And if you're putting guys in hang gliders, and again, those guys are just floating around. They see a group of people at a party, uh, whatever the outdoor festival was. All they have to do is go to targets of opportunity. That's all they're looking for. They're there to kill and create chaos and terror. They're looking for large groups of people where they can mow them down and isolate them. The Israelis have to do all the work. So the planning of how they did sea, air, and land all in concert together, they started out with that 2,800 rocket barrage. Israel now thinks it's an indirect fire threat. They moved their assets for recovery. The first casualties by government officials in southern Israel as basically first responders showing up for the ambulances. They, they weren't the military. They were people that were there just to put people in, you know, bring them to the hospital. So they had no idea that there was an invasion going on when they took fire. And that takes planning and precision and money. And that's got to be at least a five-month operation mm. from soup to nuts. 
You know, I, I hate to keep going back to World War II, but it is somewhat reminiscent of the Nazi invasion of the Soviet Union in Operation Barbarossa. Stalin was so stunned, imagine that, by being betrayed by Hitler that he supposedly was literally speechless for two to four weeks. He couldn't say anything. He basically went into a state of hysterical muteness. Uh, that uh, That is just, it's, it's unbelievable. David, before we take some uh, telephone calls, for you. And again, I'm so grateful you're able to uh, join us despite the busyness uh, of your schedule. Based on your experience with the fog and the clouds and the carnage and confusion of the battlefield, how long should it have taken for the Israelis to have mounted some kind of an effective countermeasure? Well, because they hit those static uh, security outposts, you would figure that there would be a garrison that was at least, uh, you know, I was, look, that sophistication of that border wall, you've got the cameras, you've got the uh, passive infrared, you've got a million different things that we could never dream of having on our border wall. I mean, they're the best in the world at, at security. You would think that there would be a, a garrison call-up that was a, a QRF, uh, but what we saw was that that defense, that defense had no depth to it at all. And so once they burst through those OPs, uh, the Israelis were playing catch-up. And so now you're, you're chasing an element, and when you give chase, and we've seen this in the global war on terror for 20 years, you know, when you're fighting terrorists and insurgents, you start chasing them, you're, you've already lost. They're, they're, they know exactly what they're doing, uh, and, and those ambushes that they set up for those IDF soldiers uh, were, I mean, none, none of them recovered. So all those people that put up the fight, they fought to the death, and uh, they fought heroically. But they just didn't have the manpower, and that's that's what's inexcusable. You got to get the air assets up there. You got to get your orbital platforms up. You got to have the drones going, and you got to start dropping, you know, uh, ordnance on, on the enemy. And they just weren't able. They were playing catch up. So it only stopped when they were able to consolidate, come up with a plan, and push together online. And if you're doing that in your own country, it's a really bad day. David, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but uh, does Israel have tactical battlefield nukes and if so under existing military doctrine would this have been the time to bring them out you know I, that's tough i mean I, I officially they have they're not declared as having any capability like that but we all know that to not be true uh if they do have them they have them past 1965 so that would mean that they would have the tactical capability that everyone has in the modern era when to deploy them? I mean, I don't even know if there's a book on that. I think that's just, it's like if we're going to lose our country, deploy them. But I don't even know what the what the protocol would be. But they have no declared weapon officially, but everyone obviously knows that's to be. I think Iran has one, by the way. That's undeclared as well, as is North Korea. So, you know, when do you use them? I guess when the Star David's about to come down and the nation's about to crater, you know, that's what nukes are for, right, is, is to use them, break glass in case of uh, yeah. you lose the republic. Well, that was that was our policy for many years. As you know, if the Soviets had moved on Berlin and other targets, they we weren't going to match a man for man, so we had to do something to level out the strategic situ situation. Um, David, I know you're going to stay on with us um, and take some calls in the next half hour, if that's okay with you. I'll, I'll Absolutely. I'll buy you breakfast next time I see you. <laughs> Although our old place closed down, we weren't there enough. 
We'll have to go to the uh, Sixth Floor Museum uh, Diner. Hey, you know what? In Dallas, I'm down with it. Um, hold on. David Bellavia will uh, rejoin us and take your telephone questions. Uh, David Bellavia, if you don't know, he is our 10 to 2 o'clock host on News Radio 930 WBEN and also Medal of Honor recipient. And he's very much in tune with that part of the world, with uh, Israel at war with Hamas and unspeakable atrocities taking place. And let me also say something that I ended with last week, and that is I am uh, delighted with uh, the calls that have been coming into this show and the uh, intelligence of the calls that have been coming into the show and the variety of people who've been calling into the show very, very much. And uh, we will get to those calls after the news at 4.30 with Tom Puckett on News Radio 930 WBEN. In an hour from now, Congressman Nick Langworthy will be with us right here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, Tanner Saunders is at Master Control Behind the Glass. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, my loves, welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. We're talking about the uh, Hamas attack on Israel and had a chance earlier, obviously, to listen to David Bellavia, who is our 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. host, also a uh, recipient of the Medal of Honor. And he is taking your telephone calls on News Radio 930 WBEN, kind enough to join us after his own uh, four hour stint. And as I've said, in the future, you will hear more of us uh, together again when uh, we can contribute to one another's programs. Let's get uh, to the calls next on News Radio 930 WBEN, because I can talk to David anytime. And I'm not going to give his cell phone number over the year, I promise. Let's go to Lynn in uh, Youngstown. Lynn, you are on WBEN with Bowerly and Bellavia. Hello. Hey, it's nice to be able to talk with both of you, and I'm glad you will be working together. Well, from time time to time, David still has his own show. I have mine. But there's going to be times when we we enjoy being on with each other. Unfortunately, a lot of times, it's not going to be pleasant news. Well, because it's something horrible like this. Okay, I'll give you a little history. I was a Polish Catholic girl, born up on the east side of Buffalo. 
And then I went to Niagara University in the 60s. One of my very, very best friends was a girl named Miriam, a little Jewish girl from New York. And my husband and I stayed in touch with them, she and her husband, when they married for many years. And in the 80s, we went to visit them. They were stationed for some business or whatever in Dearborn, Michigan. And I mentioned going to the big mall there, and she said, we don't even go near there. She said, there's too many Arabs there. They want to kill us. Now, this is over 40, 50 years ago. And this hatred, this this horrible abomination that's going on, I always thought Mossad was the most amazing intelligence agency in the world. When 9-11 happened, I said the first thing our government should have gone was to go to them and we could track down every single person involved. So how this slipped through their fingers, it's very, very scary to me because there's something very bad going on there. You know, Lynn, it's it's interesting you mention that because uh, David you know, spoke earlier between the schism between certain people in Mossad and Benjamin Netanyahu. And did that player did did politics somehow play a role in trying to destabilize the Netanyahu government? Uh, David, would you like to comment further on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I I just think it's it's heartbreaking. But you know, we're seeing this in the West. We're seeing this in America. We've got ideologues. You know, our, our cover story all over the news is Salman Rushdie's new book, and the Associated Press and Reuters and everyone says Salman Rushdie was attacked. Well, who was he attacked by, Tom? He was attacked by a guy who was loyal to Hezbollah for a book that Salman Rushdie wrote in 1988 called Satanic Verses, a guy who pledged his undying loyalty to the Ayatollah. Now, this is a guy living in the United States who pledges his loyalty to Ayatollah. Why the hell isn't this guy geofence? If he was a January 6th protester, we'd have his email, his mother's name, everything. But we have people plotting and planning and swearing loyalty to Hezbollah, and they're running around. Where is the CIA? Where is the NSA? Well, a lot of them are looking at domestic terrorists, but their political ideology domestic terrorists. We've taken our focus off the real evil and the real enemies out there. Israel is no different than the United States. Our government is failing us, and we have to hold them accountable. Well, our our current administration, our current administration believes that the white supremacist is the biggest terrorist threat facing America, and none of us are in league with white supremacists. But I don't know that that is a true evaluation. Well, extremists of any kind—I don't care whether they're religious, political, or they're dangerous. And and I, I don't know how you help other than education. And what I see happening with our education in the country today with what's going on at Harvard, no, I'm disgusted. What are they teaching these people? When I went to school, they taught us to have brains of our own. And now is everybody being indoctrinated? It's terrifying to me. Well, Lynn, thank you very much for the phone call. Uh, David, I know that's something about which you've discussed uh, extensively with Dr. Mark Epstein. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, here, here's the thing that, that troubles me so much. If, if, you know, a Klan rally breaks out or you've got Klan members, idiots that are going to Disney World and they're cosplaying as little Nazis, you know, that needs to be shut down. There's no call for that. You have a First Amendment, of course, but when you're causing uh, a ruckus and you're, you're causing people to be stressed out, and you're saying hateful, horrible things, we expect 
you know, the government to do its best to track what, what are you doing? How are you organizing? Are you going to be a threat to your neighbors? Are you promoting hate? Are you fomenting violence? This is what government is, exists to do. Kathy Hochul is quick to, you know, tell us that the Democratic Socialists of America are repugnant. But could you, how long would a Klan rally last in Times Square? Could you even get a permit? We've got gun groups that can't get permits to hold rallies in our cities in America. You allowed a bunch of English second language speaking people who the intelligence community is saying are not showing up on any biometrics. You know the drones are up there taking Polaroids. You're not showing up on any biometrics. I got 1.5 million gotaways and I have over 150,000 special interest aliens in the United States. Is it appropriate to ask our elected officials, our government today, locally in Erie County and throughout the state, are we bringing people into our communities that have hate in their heart, that want to hurt people in our community? Because I got news for you. If you decided to get together on May 15th, the day after that horrific domestic terrorism that happened at Tops Friendly Market, and you decided to say, you know what, maybe someone needs to ask what black people did to the shooter. Maybe we need to know what happened to him before he acted so animalistically, barbarically, and and created the carnage based on hate. No one should or would tolerate that ignorance. Today in the United States, we have members of our New York Assembly. We have members of our Erie County Legislature. We have members of the Democrat Party of Erie County. I hate to get political, Tom, but we have people promoting Democrat Socialists of America saying these exact same things. It's toxic. It's not good for anyone. Call out the extremists in the Republican Party. Call out the extremists of the left. But we have seen far too much hate in Western New York, and we do not need people from other countries coming here that believe that Jews are animals or moderate Muslims need to be destroyed because they don't prescribe the same form of Islam that, il- that militants and Islamists agree to. It's corrosive, it's mm-hmm. toxic, and it's dangerous. And before we get back to uh, more telephone calls, for those who might be joining us late who might not have heard your program from 10 until 2 today on News Radio 930 WBEN, the reason you, one of the reasons you are alive and speaking to us today is because of Muslims in Iraq who fought alongside of you and who acted as your translators, one of whom uh, you used some influence to make sure that he got into the United States and gained his citizenship for all of the work he had done and the blood he had shed and the blood shed he had helped prevent in Iraq against Americans. That's right. We brought six Terps in. They're all citizens now. Sammy is the one that took the most time because to be a good combat man in Iraq, you had to be a member of the the, uh, Saddam Fedayeen, and that's what he was. He was a special operative under Saddam. The government didn't like that. They didn't trust him. It took far too long, Uh, but we were able to make it happen, and we got him into the country, and I trust that man with my life. I love that man like he's family because he's family. Literally. And, and, And we lost 20 times the amount of Muslims in the war on terror on our side. We have children that have sons and daughters because of of what Muslim warriors did on behalf of their own country, their religion, their neighborhoods, and our country. Uh, We are forever in debt to that sacrifice. This is not about religion. And I'm a Christian talking about Jewish people and moderate Muslims. I'm talking about humanity. We have an element of this enemy that wants to destroy humanity. 
They want to displace. What was the great sin of, of Israel and Saudi get, making a peace deal? Gulf state Arabs running the show in the Middle East. The Shias in Iran didn't want that to happen. And they fomented all of this because of a peace deal. This is what this is all about. I just don't understand how we're allowing the, the I mean, I couldn't imagine have, if, if the equivalent of 42,000 Americans died on September 11th, on the, on the 16th of September, we would have city members of Congress that were saying, you know what, maybe Al-Qaeda, you got to hear them out. Let's, let's mm. hear their side. It would be repugnant. Uh, in, indeed. David, before we get more telephone calls on, I just want to keep following up with this uh, intelligence situation because our caller uh, brought that up as well. We, we've talked about Mossad, but I have a hard time believing that CIA, NSA, and all of the other alphabet soup agencies in this country, which uh, comprise uh, in part uh, DHS, um, how could they not have caught wind of, quote-unquote, credible chatter along the lines of what we have seen taking place in Israel? Well, you tell me. You've you got the leadership of Hamas that lives in Qatar. Uh, we claim that we have all these Treasury people in Qatar that were all over this $6 billion and are tracking it nonstop. One of two things isn't true. Either Qatar isn't our friend anymore, and they're not sharing things with this administration, or they weren't talking to leadership in Hamas. Now, you could tell me Iran's not directly responsible. I might believe that fairy tale, but you're telling me that Hamas leadership didn't have anything to do with the financing or planning? Someone in Qatar was talking to someone in Gaza. And uh, satellite phone, phone, you name it. If, if Yamam, who is the Delta Force of Israel, is out there hunting people, putting bombs in mailboxes, we've all seen the movie Munich, you know what uh, Sariet Matkal does for, for Israel. These are the elite kinetic counterterrorism hunter killers. All you got to do is give them a coordinates and they're going to drop a body off. They're good at what they do. There is, and they kill people all over the globe. That's what they do to protect the citizens of Israel. This story on its surface makes no sense. It, they were dark. Well, how, how are we meeting at the playground to do push-ups if you're dark? How are you doing that? Did you see, you know, when you looked at some of these folks that were loading people into cars, they weren't all Palestinian, Tom. There were some people from Africa in that. There were some Asians in there as well. This seemed to be an all-star team of global jihadists. Where are they coming from? How are they contacted? I, the story doesn't make any sense. Uh, just to follow up on that again before we take some more telephone calls for you, David. But again, I mean, in a situation like that, you always have to wonder who benefits and how do they benefit? Because is is the goal to bring down the Netanyahu government? Because we saw after 9-11 in this country that the attempt to divide America actually resulted in a more united America. So I don't understand the end game for those who wanted this attack to come off if, in fact, that is reality. So let's look at, at just what's happened in the last 60 days in the United States of America. Robert Malley, who was the go-to guy for ISIS under Obama, so he's got a wonderful resume of people. He, he's the one that says, don't touch ISIS, they're too, they're too powerful. Obama's saying they're the JV team. Robert Malley is now the special envoy to Iran. 60 days ago, he disappears from any website on the administration, and we find out his securing, security clearance is removed. 
Within, it took 60 days for the Wall Street Journal to find out the story. Lee Smith, the journalist with the tablet, wrote a piece on it. Robert Malley is connected to a group of seven Iranians, four of which have met with the President of the United States in the Oval Office, three of which are working with Jake Sullivan as NSA, and the other one is the chief of staff for the Undersecretary of Defense Special Operations. There is a spy that is working for the Undersecretary of Defense Special Operations who never received a background check, and she is a part of a ring that was just busted that was run by Robert Malley, our special envoy to Iran. Now, listen, this is – you would think this would be the front page of every – the Wall Street Journal covered it. The tablet Lee Smith covered it. That just seems really strange that you have a guy negotiating a deal with Iran, which, by the way, five Iranian terrorists for five innocent American hostages plus $6 billion – that was what the deal was, and that was the best deal we can get, and it was negotiated by a guy who no longer can have a security clearance and who's part of an Iranian spy ring. What's, why is this question not being asked by Jake Tapper and every other member of our mainstream media? This is pretty alarming that Iran has the tentacles that they have in this administration and that this administration continues to believe that they can creatively create tension to balance the power in the Middle East by befriending people that are openly the, the biggest state sponsor of terrorism. David Bellavia uh, is with us, Medal of Honor recipient, our 10 to 2 host on WBEN. Uh, listened to a lot of David's show today. It was uh, mesmerizing and extremely informative. And uh, David, kind enough to uh, join us on this program today after already kicking his feet up and putting his slippers on and his smoking jacket, even though he doesn't smoke. Uh, let's go to Fred in uh, Lancaster on WBEN. Fred, you are... Pardon me, you're on the radio. Go ahead. Yes, um, I think that we got to be careful on what's real information, what's misinformation. I remember before the Gulf War in the nine in the nineties, they were saying uh, Iraqis were throwing Kuwaiti babies up and harpooning them with their uh, bayonets. They were talking about weapons of mass destruction. So there's a lot of misinformation out there, and if we're going to base everything on what the Israeli government tells us, then, you know, you're going to get their slant on it. So I'm not defending the Arabs, but before we try to get involved in something and start supporting them, we, we better know all the facts. And I, I don't know if these atrocities are occurring. And even if they are, the Israeli government is well equipped to handle it. I don't know why us as Americans got to be the policemen for the world in Ukraine here, and if if a problem pops in Taiwan, what, we got three conflicts around the world? All right, uh, Fred, thank you very much for the call. David, I've mentioned a few times today that in war, uh, truth is often the first casualty. I think about the stories about the Germans in World War One harpooning Belgian babies, and it turns out that that story about the Iraqi soldiers invading Kuwait, ripping Kuwaiti babies off of incubators, uh, actually was B.S., it was BS, and I agree with Fred, and that all came from the Central Intelligence Agency, which told us about the weapons of mass destruction, which told us about the yellow cake from Niger, which told us about the babies and the people surfboarding on fetuses and all the other exaggerations that came out there. Look, if, if the exaggeration of decapitated babies is half of what they're claiming, I saw three pictures today that were real, and it's disgusting. Now, there are apologists out there saying the babies weren't decapitated, Tom. They were simply engaged in gunfire. 
okay, you know what? You can have the decapitation of babies. What, what, this is a revolting topic. Here's the reality. The targets were picked because they were defenseless. The people were brought to Gaza because they were defenseless. We now have the Israeli government handing out 50,000 semi-automatic rifles to citizens. I would have told you I thought they were all armed. They weren't. So the next time we were told, you know, do you really need a gun around the house? Is it really necessary? I got news for you. Had the Israelis been able to defend themselves, you don't have to have IDF soldiers show up uh, within an hour. You're putting fire on people that are trying to pull your families out. This is what it's all about. And, and again, erring on the side of exaggeration, all of the reports that come out that we're told are one thing and they turn out to be false, they are all coming from the same intelligence apparatus. So if you've got issues with what your government's telling you, it's, it's because the CIA has put out knowingly misinformation for decades. You could say for the 20th century, quite frankly, since their inception. And uh, they were wrong in Iraq. They lied in Iraq. They've lied about a whole lot of things, and including Dealey Plaza. <laughs> David, uh, hold on. Um, I hope I've got you till 525. If not, we'll chat uh, off the air. Uh, David Bellavia with us on News Radio 930 WBEN. I can think of nobody better to turn to. Uh, it is Bowerly. And ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to take control of your home's energy efficiency? Well, here's some news that'll warm your heart as the weather gets colder. Make sure your family stays snug as a bug in a rug and your wallet stays fat. And get fuel savings now and into the future with National Fuel's energy-saving rebates. And this month, my friends at John Locke Heating System, well, they've got special offers when you install a new high-efficiency system in your home. But the real secret to staying cozy this winter, you don't want to wait until the snow falls. <laughs> Looking at the clouds last night, I thought it might happen. Be proactive. Time for your preseason heating checkup so you're ready when that big western New York winter storm hits this season. Trust the very particular people at John Locke Heating over over 55 years of experience, John Locke, the experts in high-efficiency system, maximize your savings and comfort this winter. Call the very particular people at John Locke, 716-894-6400, or visit johnlockheating.com. Your home deserves the best John Locke air conditioning and heating, keeping homes comfortable since 1967. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Oh,
hearts.